The Statue That Sneezed. Hello, this is Jonna, and welcome to Story Nori. I'm here to tell you a couple of amusing stories from Korea. The first is entitled The Statue That Sneezed. Mr. Kim was a man who, in today's language, we might call chilled. He liked to do nothing better than to sit out in his yard in the sun and play on his lute. Meanwhile, his family, which included his old parents, his wife, his four children, and a puppy, didn't always have much to eat. One day, his wife said to him, Get up, you lazy layabout. Go and get something for us to eat. Mr. Kim finished the tune he was playing before rising to his feet, stretching and saying, Sure thing, my primrose petals. So he went off up the mountain path with a sharp eye for something good enough to keep his family satisfied for a while. At first, he was optimistic enough to think he might spot a lump of gold. Or perhaps a precious stone. Or maybe a root of ginseng. As he went further on up the path, and his legs grew more weary, he thought that some grapes or berries or pears would do well enough. No doubt anything worth finding near the path would have been picked up already by some lazy, good-for-nothing. So, Mr Kim decided that it would pay to be a little more adventurous. He scrambled over some rocks and then down into a ravine and up the other side. Finally, his eyes were rewarded with a magnificent sight. He came across the ruins of an old monastery. At the back, carved out of the rock, sat a colossal statue. Long ago, the monks had spent many years chipping away at the face of the mountain, smoothing its curves and surfaces and forming the calm features and body of the Buddha. The monks had long ago gone away and the statue was all but forgotten. Local people had heard of it, but few had seen it with their own eyes. It was truly huge. Mr. Kim calculated that ten people could easily stand on its head. While he was studying the head of the Buddha, he noticed that a pear tree was growing out of a crack in the stone, and dangling from a branch of the tree was a prize worth coming all this way for. It was a giant fruit, larger than any he had seen before. In fact, it was as big as his own head. The statue was partly covered with vines that looked as strong as ropes. Mr Kim grabbed hold of one and started to climb up the statue. With great effort, Mr Kim clambered all the way up to the chin of the statue. Here he was in the shadow of a huge overhang of stone. It was the nose of the statue. At first... He thought that he would never be able to climb over it. Then he came up with an idea. If he couldn't go over it, 
he would climb through it. The nostrils were wide enough for him to climb inside. He hoped that once inside the skull of the statue, he could find a way out through an eye or an ear. He crouched with his back pushed against one side of the left nostril, his knees bent and his feet on the other side. And then he began to inch his way up, using his feet and his hands behind him. But he hadn't gone more than halfway up when he felt the walls of the nose tremble and a giant gust of wind shot him out of the nostril. What do you think happened? The statue of the Buddha had sneezed, of course. Mr Kim must have tickled the inside of his nose. So out he flew. And he landed with a crash in a clump of bushes. When he came to, he was bruised and covered in dust. But otherwise, he was more or less not too hurt. Fortunately, he was so chilled by nature that when he fell, his body didn't tense up. Even better, he saw that the giant pear had fallen too and landed nearby. The sneezing statue must have shaken it loose, and so he picked up the pear in his arms and carried his prize back down the mountain. It not only made a fine dessert for his family, but a great tale for him to tell too. And that was the story of the statue that sneezed. Bertie, what did you think of that story? What I really liked was the kind of image of this giant statue in the middle of a lonely part of the mountain. And I could kind of see this smooth features of the Buddha. I thought the story was really funny, the way he sneezed. Mr Kim out of the nostrils. And we have another story with a statue coming up in just over a minute so don't go away. But first, it's time to give a shout out to our fantastic sponsor, OutSchool. OutSchool is a place where you can find a whole host of online classes for your kids. Both our kids have been trying out OutSchool over the past month, and the verdict is in. They love it! My 11-year-old son, Sasha, has been doing an art class, learning to draw birds, and he's about to start a new class to learn Russian without school. And yep, he loves it. He gives it a big thumbs up. My daughter Sophie, also 11, loves it too. She's been doing digital art and has been taking part in a weekly Shakespeare class. She tells me that she really enjoys interacting with children in other countries throughout school. OutSchool is very affordable and has an abundance of choice for classes and subjects. I'm giving my child a gift that's going to last a lifetime, and you can too. To learn more about all OutSchool has to offer, and to save $15 off your child's first class, go to outschool.com slash storynori. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash storynori to save $15 off your child's first class. Outschool.com slash storynori. 
Yes, do take up this offer because OutSchool really is fantastic and your kids will love it. And now, on with the story. The Mole's Wedding. On the bank of a broad river stands a great stone statue. It is many metres tall and the wind likes to play and whistle around its head. Its feet and base sink deep into the ground. Now once upon a time, a mole lived in a burrow beneath the feet of the statue. He had a daughter whom he loved dearly and thought she was the most beautiful mole who had ever lived. In fact, he thought she was the most lovely living thing in the world. When she was almost grown up, he set out to find her a suitable husband. Only the grandest and most powerful husband would do for the mole's wonderful daughter. He consulted far and wide and all agreed that His Royal Highness the Great Blue Sky was above everything else in glory and magnificence. So the mole climbed up to the surface of the earth and looked up to the sky. Your greatness, your honour, your royal highness, the great blue sky, he called out. I am told that you are the most powerful and glorious thing in the whole wide world. Only my beautiful daughter will make a fitting match for one so wonderful as you. Will you marry her? And the great blue sky looked down at the mole and said, Dear sir, thank you for your kind offer, but I'm afraid that your information is not correct. His royal radiance, the sun, is more powerful and more magnificent than I. Only when he rises can I wear my bright blue robe. When he goes down, darkness covers the world. Better take your charming daughter to him. So the mole thanked his royal highness the sky and called up instead to the sun. Your greatness, your honour, your royal radiance, the sun, he called out. I am told that you are the most powerful and glorious thing in the whole wide world. Only my beautiful daughter will make a fitting match for one so radiant as you. Will you marry her? And the sun shone down, dazzling the poor mole's eyes that were not used to the light. And he replied, Dear sir, thank you for your kind offer, but I am afraid that your information is not correct. His royal fluffiness the cloud is more powerful than I, for when he flies in front of my face, he covers me up and blocks my light. The world falls dark when he so chooses, not I. So the mole thanked his royal radiance, the sun, and called up instead to the cloud. Your greatness, your honour, your royal fluffiness, the cloud, 
I am told that you are the most powerful and glorious thing in the whole wide world. Only my beautiful daughter will make a fitting match for one so magnificent and fluffy as you. Will you marry her? And the cloud, who was in a dark mood, frowned down at the mole and said, Mr. Mole, I'm afraid that your information is not correct. His royal blusteriness, the wind, is more glorious and more powerful than I. When he blows, I cannot resist his force, and he drives me as he wishes. It is he, not I, who makes the world go dark or light. I suggest you present your charming daughter to him. And so the mole thanked his royal fluffiness the cloud and called out to the wind. Your greatness, your honour, your royal blusteriness the wind. I am told that you are the most powerful and glorious thing in the whole wide world. And the wind huffed and puffed, making the mole's hair stand on end, before replying, Mr. Mole, I'm afraid your information is not correct. I am not the most powerful thing on earth. His royal stoniness, the statue is more powerful than I. For although I whistle and play around him all day, my strength cannot budge him one inch. Huff and puff as I might, he does not move, let alone topple over. So the mole thanked his royal blusteriness, the wind, and spoke at last to the statue. Your greatness, your highness, your royal stoniness, the statue. I am told that you are the most powerful and glorious thing in the whole wide world. Only my beautiful daughter will make a fitting match for one so magnificent as you. Will you marry her? And the statue tilted his stone head and stared coldly down at the mole. Dear sir, thank you for your kind offer. But I'm afraid that your information is incorrect. For there is one more powerful than I. And would you be so gracious as to inform me, your royal stoniness, who that might be? Certainly, that person would be the Mole, for he digs his burrows right under my feet. In doing so, he undermines me. One day, I might sink down into his burrow and topple over into the river. Thank you, your royal stoniness, for that interesting information. And so he returned to the burrow where all the moles lived and spoke to his neighbour. As it happened, his neighbour's son had gone to the underground school with his daughter. And they were extremely fond of one another. They made a wonderful love match and were soon married and had a family full of lots of beautiful moly sons and daughters.
And that was the story of the mole's wedding. Read by me, Jana, for StoryNori.com. And don't forget to check out our wonderful sponsor, outschool.com forward slash StoryNori for $15 off your first class. From me, Jana, at StoryNori.com. Bye for now.